surprise. Um, Love Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. shortly and good evening everyone surprise this is Indy Holland too executive administrator of destiny by choice to fellowship um, pastor Jay will be on shortly um, I just wanted to greet you and and um, welcome you to domestic violence it is your business show hope and healing a journey to wholeness um, I want to thank Tony Stalling um, for bringing us this forum to discuss such a very um, important topic of domestic violence, and Pastor Jay Thicklin for giving us the opportunity to um, actually share with you our Facebook pages. One of our Facebook pages is domestic violence it is your business um you can go there and find information on domestic violence um anything related to domestic violence um we also have a sister page called destiny by choice too which i'll talk a little bit about um before pastor uh comes on the air so this is kind of a surprise for me, so I just want you guys to bear with me. Um, please call in if you have any questions or comments. Um, and the telephone number to call in is area code 323-784-9638. Again, that telephone number is 323 323- Seven eight four nine eight three, um, and you just hit the number one key if you desire to talk to me. Um, well, I'm just going to start out a little bit talking about um, Destiny by Choice. Um, we are actually celebrating our one-year anniversary, and um, which been, has been going pretty well. Um, We've been celebrating our anniversary the entire month of April, 
we started out with um, Friends and Family Week. Um, that was a huge success. When we first started a year ago, we had maybe less than 100 members. Now we're looking at over 400 members, um, praise God. Um, and, of course, I couldn't do this all by myself, so I just want to give a big shout-out to um, the DBC2 ministry team, our roll call captain, Carlton England, um, which we call DJ Carlton TNT, who is an infamous DJ in the New York City area. Um, then we have our administrators. Um, Diane Walker is one of our senior administrators. However, she is on hiatus, so I just ask that you guys keep her in prayer, um, you know, as she heals. Um, then we have Crystal Spriggs, who's one of our administrators in charge of the new member ministry. Awesome, awesome woman of God. We have Christopher Godwin, who's another administrator, and he heads our compliance ministry. He's the one who kind of makes sure that DVC2 stays drama-free and judgment-free. Um, the whole idea of DVC2 is just to be able to come and worship freely with no drama and um, no judgment from anyone, praise God. Um, our next administrator is Jocelyn Perry, um, another great woman of God. She's the administrator of the Welcome Greeter Ministry. And, of course, um, last but not least, well, actually not, we also have Devon Cruz, who's our praise and worship leader. She's the one, and she's also in charge of special projects as well. She's another awesome woman of God. Um, she's actually here with us temporarily. She went out on hiatus um, to take care of some things, and she came back temporarily just to assist us with the anniversary um, that's going on right now, um, which I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, awesome woman of God, um, she will be with us through um, the end of the month um, as she continued to assist us with promoting and, um, you know, just talking about and, and helping out and postings with our praise and worship um, music ministry and the um, DBC2 first year anniversary. So we are so very thankful for her. Um, and last but not least, we have the one and only Pastor Jay Ficklin, who's our pastor of um, our pastor of DBC2. Um, he's also the CEO and Executive Director of Destiny by Choice Incorporated. Um, a little background, Destiny by Choice Incorporated is the parent company of Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship. Um, just to kind of give you an idea, Destiny by Choice Inc. is a faith-based nonprofit organization that fulfills missions of empowering laws and shaping destinies of those impacted by domestic violence, fatherlessness, 
and social ills that eradicate the family. Destiny by Choice to, um, sorry, Destiny by Choice Incorporated was founded as the social arm of New Destiny Family Worship Center in 2001 that has operated as the DBA of NDFWC since 2004. We are so grateful to have such a wonderful man of God to head, um, you know, Destiny by Choice Inc., and Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship. Now, just to go back a little bit to um, DBC2 and our anniversary, um, like I said before, we started out with uh, Friends and Family Week, which was really awesome. Um, great fellowship, lots of new members, which we would like to welcome. Um, we're so happy that you um, invite your friends and family to fellowship with us at DBC2. Um, in the next event that we had, which was awesome, was a um, revival, our, our first You Have a Favorite Bible Verse revival, which we had a wonderful turnout with. Uh, we gave away fabulous prizes. Um, and they, you know, the winners seem pretty happy about receiving those. Um, you can go to Destiny by Choice 2 um, Fellowship to actually view those fabulous prizes that we gave out to, um, you know, the, per- the winners of our first annual Bible verse. Uh, you have a favorite Bible verse revival, which is really awesome. This week ahead, we have, um, excuse me, we have going on Member Appreciation Week. And this week, basically, we'll we'll just be sending out, um, you know, postings to our members who started with uh, DDC2 from the very beginning. Um, From the very, very beginning. Um, And we just, again, want to thank everyone who participated in our first year anniversary. We appreciate you so much. We thank the fabulous DBC2 ministry team um, who basically holds down DBC2 every single day. Um, And then, of course, you you know, first and foremost, we want to thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um... Great news, Pastor Jay um, should be on shortly. Um, He's just finishing up some things, so then he'll be able to come on and talk about some very, very important issues regarding domestic violence. Um, Again, the number, if you want to call in and speak to either myself or myself or Pastor Jay, Um, I'm going to make sure I give you the correct number this time. If you want to call in and if you desire to speak to the host, you just dial the number one key after you dial in to area code 323-784-9638. Again, that number is 323-784-9638. Seven eight four nine six three eight. 
Again, Pastor Jay will be on shortly um, to continue the broadcast. And again, I just want to thank everyone again. Um, I'm usually behind the scenes, um, so that's just kind of who I am. Um, And, you know, basically, you know, all is welcome. All is invited to fellowship and to share in the word of God. Um, We're, you know, a great group of people. We love on you as soon as you come into the room. Um, on our roll call, and basically the roll call is just our way of just saying hello. Um, Again, we wouldn't walk into someone's home without saying hello, so roll call is basically the BBC too. Um, You know, as you walk in, you say hello. So again, God bless you. Um, Again, Pastor Jay should be on shortly. to talk about, you know, again, domestic violence and how it affects our community um, and each other. So, um, again, if you want to call in, we're more than uh, more than willing to uh, to talk to you. And again, you are listening to your tuned in. We're here every Monday at nine o'clock Eastern. And again, you're listening to the um, Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. Again, we're here every night at nine p.m. Eastern time every Monday. Um, So I hope everyone had a great Easter and, um, you know, was able to just fellowship and and eat well and and just have fun and and praise our our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and remember the the reason for the season. Um, So uh, that is what we're here to talk about tonight. Um, and, um, um, the winners, too, of our, of our challenges. We had Trent Mitchell. Um, we also had another young lady who's also a new member. Her name is um, Regina uh, Milligan, um, which was really nice to just start you know, a group and then to be able to win a fabulous prize just by posting a Bible verse, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah, so we have a lot going on, and um, we just hope that, you know, you stop by. It is a closed group, so... If you just hit join group, one of our administrators will approve you. And, again, it's a drama-free, judgment-free fellowship forum, and all are welcomed. Um, And, again, um, we have our sister page, uh, which is Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business, which is steadily growing. We have over 2,000 members 
um, on that page. It is an open group, so anyone can join. Um, we just asked that we keep it, you know, that everyone keep it, you know, domestic violence related. Um, it is a group where you can get information, share information, um, you know, inspire people, um, and not so much of um, posting advertisements um, on the page. Sometimes it gets really inundated with um, with advertisements. So we just hope that you join and um, you can uh, benefit from the information and, um, you know, maybe help someone out with your testimony of, you know, how you've overcome to help someone else. Um, we just have a lot, a lot going on. Um, I know I'm bouncing back from the pages, but there are two wonderful pages on Facebook. You hear so many horror stories on Facebook, um, but these are actually two pages. That's a very um, uh, one is more informational, and the other one is more encouraging and uplifting. And um, just a way, you know, that you can just come together and fellowship. and healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this you're listening to the soul of America radio LLC this is the one and only soar domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 
1-800-242-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. none other than Miss Indy Harlem, too, for doing always an awesome job. Uh, although she's generally a person that's behind the scene, she is the person who sat in for us tonight. And, uh, Indy, I thank you. See that? It didn't even bite, did it? <laughs> You're so very welcome. <laughs> it didn't no, bite, and I'm all. just so glad to have you. Glad, great information that you gave. Again, we we'll emphasize those individuals. Uh, you know, I want to reemphasize the fact of the uh, winners that you talked about earlier to the contest. And if you would, just for those that may have joined late like myself, would you please uh, just, uh, you know, just give a little update of those winners and, and uh, basically what this first anniversary has meant to us here at Destiny by Choice, too. Oh, absolutely. Um, our winners for our first annual Bible, uh, you have a favorite Bible verse revival. That's a mouthful. Um, the winners there were Trent Mitchell and Regina Milligan. Regina Faye Milligan. Um, we want to thank you so much again for your participation and your continued support of DVC2. Um, what has the revival meant? Um, I can't even I can't even describe. Um, DBC Two Fellowship was um, brought to me um, by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is my baby. Um, it you know it's a lot of work to keep it updated, you know, to keep things going. But it's a labor of love. Um, you hear so many horror stories about you know go on on Facebook and on social media. As a you know, as a whole, and so I figured to create an um, you know an oasis, if you will, a place on Facebook where you know you can come in and just be free to to worship. Um, I mean, we have you know a section for prayers, for testimonies, um, you know, greeting people. We encourage people. Um, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful place to be. Um, it's if the world was like that, it, you know, it'd be awesome. Where there's no drama, you know, you're not judged, 
you know, by who you are, what you are, what you do, and basically we're just there to encourage one another. So we've come a long way, and this week is just about um, showing our appreciation to the members of Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship. Well, uh, you put it so very, you put it so very, very well, uh, Indy. And I'm I'm just so excited. And for those of you that may have followed us both on the uh, Facebook page and have followed us through the broadcast, you know that this is a very big part of what we do uh, inside of not only the issue of domestic violence and rejection and abuse and abandonment, but it's also the fact of the encouraging of the word, the encouraging of praise, the the the, the uh, ability to release what's in you and understanding that you do matter in so many ways. And everything. So just continue to, uh, you know, listen to us, follow us on the Facebook page, and we look forward to some other thing there. Uh, Indy, you're you're the best, and I appreciate you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for giving us this forum to do this. I appreciate you and um, Tony Stallings. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, once again, give them those, those pages again. The, uh, uh, you know, uh, both the. Uh, Facebook page oh. with DBC2 Fellowship and uh, the um, Domestic Violence it's Your Business page. And you also give sure. them the Twitter thing uh, to look for because you're, you're definitely more versed with that than I am. Oh, absolutely. Um, our first page is Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Um, it's an open group. We have over 2,000 members. And um, basically that's a page where you can come and, you know, post, you know, things related to domestic violence, um, you know, information. Uh, it's just a very informational, informative page um, where you can exchange ideas and, you know, maybe help someone who's actually, you know, going through that situation. Um, so that's domestic violence. It is your business. It is an open group, um, so you can just join on Facebook. Um, and then our sister page is Destiny by Choice to Fellowship. And, again, that's, you know, exactly what it says, you know, fellowship. Um, Destiny by Choice to Fellowship, also known as DDC2, is basically, you know, just like minds coming together um, for praise and worship, um, encouragement, fellowship, um, it's just a, a place where you can feel uplifted and, and maybe uplift someone else. Um, DDC2 also has a, um, a Twitter account. You can, you know, follow us on, tweet, on Twitter. And um, that's uh, Destiny B-C-I-I. Again, for Twitter, you just look for Destiny B C I I, um, and you can find us there. And again, all are welcome. Well, that's a great job, and I'm so glad that you're there. So glad for those of you that are listening to us for uh, the very first time. What I want to do is right after this right after this break, what I would like to do is come back. Um, and bring to you uh, after the commercial uh, some of the things that we want to talk about uh, tonight as it relates to the issue of abandonment and domestic violence and some things that uh, uh, 
you will find quite interesting. And so uh, stay tuned right after the break. You're listening to Open Healing, our journey to hold us. This is host J.R. Thicklin, uh, along with Indy Harlan, too. And we'll be right back right after the break. If you're listening on the internet, you're probably looking at a series of advertisements all over your screen. Please click one of them because when you click one of those advertisements, you're helping us to bring you the best in soulful talk radio right here on SOAR. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. The following is an actual 911 call made by a child witnessing parental domestic violence. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'm so very glad that you've joined us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Even as you listen to that commercial break, I... I uh, pray that you pay particular attention to that commercial there. Uh, what a great job there by uh, our president and uh, CEO, Tony Stallings of uh, Solo America Radio Network, because what he did, he pulled that particular 
uh, a 911 call. That is one that is used across the world, across the nation, inside of a domestic violence training and advocacy. That is actually a literal 911 call that came from a six-year-old girl at that time by the name of Lisa, happened out in San Diego, California. And uh, to listen to the entirety of that, it would bring chills through your body because of the fact of the impact of uh, domestic violence on children when they witness this when they hear this when they're exposed to this what does it what does it do to them psychologically mentally emotionally the trauma that they experience and that is something that we don't talk about enough that's a word that's not oftentimes used you know in common circles when we start talking about trauma and how trauma affects people and how trauma um, definitely has its impact on the way people uh, think the way they live um, their reaction to situations. How many times we've heard people say, you've heard it talk about post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about trauma. What happens when a child oftentimes have been exposed to these type things and, uh, you know, and never, ever, uh, you know, have gotten counseling for it or they live continuously this way and uh, these things are occurring. Uh, this type of life, things that they cannot control, whether it's mother and their dad or mom and boyfriend or girl or whoever it may be, dad and girlfriend, and you got these type of things happening. And so the kid finds themselves in peril. They find themselves in what they consider imminent danger. And as a result, it affects them both psychologically, mentally, and every way that you can even think possible. And I think that we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to make a difference. We have a responsibility uh, to speak up and to speak out. And if we don't speak up and speak out, let me say something. We will deal with it on the other end because this is a real serious issue. This is not something that just goes away because, in fact, we refuse to talk about it. This is not something that just uh, vanishes. This is something that is real, and uh, we continue to see people affected by it. We continue to see lives changed by it. We continue to uh, see uh, people uh, that uh, have lived through it, and oftentimes we see the repercussions, if you would. We see things like uh, individuals who uh, find themselves not even able to cope inside a relationship, find themselves uh, very much at the at the uh, mercy of abusers and batterers. And so we understand that this doesn't just go a little ways. This thing reaches across every type of social, economic, and ethnic line that you can even imagine. And so we have to be mindful of these type of things because, in fact, they're true. They happen. Lives are affected by it. Uh, people from every walk of life, there's no discrimination. When we, when we talk about these issues, these issues are things that, uh, that people have been affected by uh, since the beginning of time. And if we're not willing to speak up about it, if we're not willing to change behaviors and change thoughts, then we continue to raise the next generation of batterers. We continue to raise the next generation of those uh, that have been impacted by this and those that will continue to see the repercussion of this type of violence. So what I want to say to you that is so critical and what is so crucial is the fact that we cannot afford to keep silent about such a uh, very, very vital subject matter. And uh, uh, whether or not you yourself know someone personally or not, the reality is, is that the fact until we speak up, speak out, really have an effort about this issue, we'll continue to see it hap happening. And what happens is so many times that because of the fact we're so used to seeing the extreme, someone killed, someone shot, 
someone really uh, physically injured by this, we don't get alarmed until we see physical injuries. But it goes beyond that, and we must be willing to go beyond that uh, and inside of our awareness. So when we see it happening, thing, there are things we can do. We can be a supporting ear for someone who's abused. We can be a, a supporting uh, listening ear, a shoulder for them to lean on. But we can be a web of resources for them. And I'm so glad tonight that even as the show started, uh, that we had our senior executive administrator, uh, Indy Harlem, too, uh, that she opened up the show for us as I was taking care of a very serious matter uh, uh, uh a few minutes ago, but she came forth and she shared a lot with you, and I have indeed, she still is on the line, I know that she is, and one of the things that I, I so appreciate uh, that you do, Indy, is that even as we're oftentimes in the show, you're posting information there, whether it's the national hotline number, you know, the one uh, 800-799-7233, the 1-800-799-SAFE uh, number, uh, whether we're giving you the, the warning signs and the, the resources, one of the things that we find so important to do is to give that. And Indy, I know you're there and I know that I'm making you talk more than you ever want to talk on the air. But uh, but but uh, can you just help me reemphasize uh, why we do that? You know, the importance of us giving that information so that people will have it and know it. Why is that important to us? And I know that uh, with you it's very important because I mean, almost verbatim as I'm talking normally, you're, you're, you're having it out there. So, so, so what could you say or what would you say to someone that who might just be listening right now? Perhaps they're not in the situation, but they know someone is. And uh, how could this be a very vital link and resource for them? Well, I strongly believe in each one, teach one. Um, that's just so important. If you, you know, if you have the information, I believe in sharing it with others. You yourself may not be in that um, situation, but you may know someone who is. And if you have the information, if you're equipped, then you can help someone else. Um, maybe, you know, help them and, you know, get out of that situation. I mean, ultimately, it's their decision. Um, they have to come to a point where they say enough is enough. But as a friend, as a family member, it's important for us to be supportive, those who are actually going through it um, and not be judgmental. So, you know, it's just important that we equip ourselves with the knowledge of, you know, what are the signs? You know, how is it affecting, you know, children? You know, how is this person um, affected by domestic violence? Instead of saying, oh, well, that person should leave that person. I don't know why he or she deal with that. That's not, a, that's not you know, for us to judge. We have to just be supportive. And, you know, knowledge is power, basically. And, and that is so important because inside of what you're saying, you know, by virtue of us making it available, indeed, you're putting it out there often. You know, here's the information that you get. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed. You get it. You can share it with someone. You can. You're very welcome to share whatever we put on that page. You can share it with someone that may be on your Facebook timeline or whatever social media that you might be on. But the thing, the main thing, our point is that, that you share it, that it's vital. It could be the difference between life and death. It could be the difference between someone escaping or someone feeling trapped. It could be that difference. And we have to understand how vital that is in someone's life because this this is a serious matter. This is not something that, uh, you know, that, that is fabricated. 
Every day there is domestic violence occurring. Every 12 seconds on a national scale, every 12 seconds a female, namely, is battered in a domestic violence situation. Every six hours one dies directly related to it. And so a lot of these relationships oftentimes, you know, uh, a lot of these relationships go a long time just being toxic. They're toxic. They're toxic. They're, they're filled with, with arguing and fussing and belittling and putting and put downs. And uh, they're filled with those type of red flags. Uh, they're filled with this sense of control and manipulation for a long time. And so, oftentimes, long before the victim is ever beat up, they're beat down by words and by accusations, accusations and manipulation. So that is one of the reasons why we have to continue to talk and go forth. Now, why is this important? Because you got to understand that domestic violence is not just a lover's quarrel, neither. That's not what it is. We're talking about deliberate behavior, control and intimidate someone. Uh, uh, those are things that are happening. I mean, these are designed uh, to do just that. And so what we have to be willing to do and what we must be ready to do is to go the next step. We must be willing to go the next step of the way inside of reaching people. Uh, we must bring that type of awareness. What does that look like? Is that person always controlling you? Is that person always putting you down? Is that person always uh, literally trying to isolate you from family and friends? Is this person always tracking everything that you're doing? Is this person exhibiting behaviors that that uh, that is so possessive that you really have no breathing space? And, and that's important. Uh, our dear friend Mike Steele, uh, who uh, has his, uh, his uh, show, uh, Mike and Tish, often does a lot of uh, shows uh, dealing with relationship. He deals with a lot of them about the way a man treats a woman or the way a woman treats a man and things there. And, uh, and although he won't call it a domestic violence show, he definitely addresses a lot of serious issues that deals with this and that, that um, you know, lends its way into this whole scenario. So what I'm saying is that there, there is a need for us all to speak up and to speak out about this. Unfortunately, you know, the attention of our communities and our families and our society at large doesn't it doesn't happen until we hear or see something tragic happen whether we're seeing you know a homicide suicide or we're seeing a formalicide where there's a perpetrator who kills everyone in the family or kills several family members in themselves and then that's when we start to oh this has got to stop but the reality is that we have to stop it on the very ground level and one of the things i want to talk about tonight that is so important is how i mean how important it is to get everyone engaged. How important it is to get men engaged inside of this movement here. I mean, to get men to stand up. I wonder how many men that are listening right now. Here's an assignment for you that are listening. Those of you, I want you to take opportunity, Facebook, call, text a male. A male friend could be an uncle, brother, could be a cousin, could be a coworker. Text them right now. Tell them to join us right now on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, because I would love to hear tonight from some males, some males that are not afraid to say, listen, I totally, 100%, totally, 100% stand up against the issue of domestic violence. I need some men that will stand up and say that this isn't right. This is not a manly action. Uh, being abusive is not part of manhood. That's what I need from you tonight. I need some men that will stand up. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Eric code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to have a comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to get on the air, and we'll get you on the air. And we have a caller right now. I'm so glad to have. Him. He's calling in right now, 
and I'm going to say good evening and welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air with both uh, J.R. Ficklin and Indy Harlem, too. Hey. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Pastor Ficklin. How you doing? I'm awesome, and I'm so awesomely glad to have you uh, call in because, in fact, I know that you would be one of those men that would uh, stand up and uh, say that you stand up against this 100%. Oh, no doubt, 100%, 200% for that matter. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> you know? absolutely. No, I was listening to I was listening to you, and I, and I agree with you 100%. And someone was speaking, and, and they basically said, you know, reach one, teach one. And you and you allude to the fact that it has to start at the ground level, the grassroots level. Of course, you know, I, we we I, I guess I can honestly say that we talk about these things all the time, and and as a community and as a man, we we definitely have to speak out to the community on this on this very serious issue. You, and if you know, we my... don't, we fail in our community. You know, you, you, you said something so important there. Now, Indy, I know you're still there, and please stay there and feel free to chime in. Hey, Indy. Good time. Hello, brother. You know, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm sorry I should have spoke with you first. Oh, no. It's hot topic. One of the things, Mike, that I think you and I often emphasize is the fact of we have to have men to stand up and for many reasons. I mean, we have to because of the fact when men stand up, you know, and real men stand up, first of all, we can definitely disassociate this behavior as being some type of manly behavior because we know that it's ungodly and we know that it's unmanly. But we also have to stand up because of the fact we got to be concerned about our girls as well as our sons. But think about it. You know, my, my, my heart and mind still rests with those fathers, those fathers who oh, yeah. lost their daughters, who lost their daughters to domestic violence. And one particular case come to mind that happened in, in the greater Palm Beach County back in October, and it still breaks my heart to this day uh, because of the fact he was a father whose daughter, you know, was in an abusive marriage, uh, did what we normally call the right thing. She left, she got out of it, and she came and stayed with her father. But in spite of that, the abusive husband, the estranged husband, came and literally murdered her at her father's. Wow. And when I saw the interview of that man on the news, it broke my heart because you could see the pain of this father who felt like somehow or another he had failed. As a matter of fact, his words that still reverberate with me today, and, and he's talked about the fact that I was supposed to protect her. And right. I know that troubled him in a great way because he felt like he failed to protect, but the reality was, is that he didn't fail to protect but perhaps some of the other signs they might not have known, you know, uh, things about the door and, and not to answer the door at a certain time. Those things are very crucial inside of this. And, um, you know, I think that's what's important is that, you know, men have to stand up. And one of the things that, Mike, that is such a real, real challenge to men is that we as men have to learn, listen, it may be hard to say goodbye. It may be hard to let go. But it, it is necessary at times to do that. And we have to be able yes, to do sir. so without feeling like, man, I'm going to make her pay. Uh, I'm going to do so, but life's going to be messed I'm going to do so, but nobody else going to want her when I get through with her. 
we got to get rid of those type mentalities, man, because the fact that puts people in danger, that put people in peril, that put, and then not only that, think about your own future, your own freedom. There is no freedom behind the bars. Right. Right. I mean, there's no freedom. What quality of life you're going to have incarcerated, jailed, because of the fact you've taken the life of some innocent woman or you have injured her severely, and in many cases you have also injured the child. Imagine a child's last image is seeing their father or their mother's significant other, you know, uh, taking their life. And we've seen that way too often. And so men have to stand up. I mean, we got to stand up and we got to change. I know that our society have gotten so bent bent that when men do stand up and say it's not worth it, or when men stand up and say that this isn't right, or when men stand up and say, man, I'm just going to walk off and let it go, you know, that now we got a whole segment of society that want to call him soft. But that's not soft. That's just having sense. Enough to say, listen, it ain't working, man. It ain't working. And before we allow ourselves to get to the point where I feel the need to control her or be controlled by her or injure her, then we have to walk. So that's, that's vitally important. I'd like to hear your input on that as well as yours, indeed. No, I'm, uh, Andy, you, you can go first, Andy, if you like. Um, no, basically, I just want to say that when they, you know, when they do the things that they do to women, right, does it ever cross their mind, like, look, I have a mother, I have a sister, I have a daughter, would I want, you know, someone to do that to them? I mean, and why? The other, the other issue is, why would you want someone to be with you who does not want to be with you? Well, the question Great is, question. does it ever cross their mind? Well, if it does, it definitely doesn't cross their mind in the midst of their rage and their and their uh, and their need to control. Hmm. Yeah, well, it need to. Maybe that would help, you know. Just think, like, I wouldn't want someone to do that to my mother, my sister, my daughter. Um, you know, and vice versa. You know, there's domestic violence where, you know, the men are victims. So, you know, it goes both ways. Well, you're absolutely correct inside of that. Well, my, my thought on this whole thing I mean, my my thought on what you just spoke on, Jr. is the fact that are you being a real man when you're making threats to a woman on some levels where, the, let's say, the relationship has ended? The relationship is at its end with. Are you going to force a woman to be with you? No, you cannot, but some people do. We We know this. But take a look at that. You're forcing a woman to be with you after the relationship has ended. And because she chooses not to be with you, you want to cause this woman some harm, some bodily harm. What kind of man are you? That's the question I'm asking. And now, I know what kind of man you are, but it's just a rhetorical question. Now, at the same time, you want to... It's bad enough that you want to threaten this woman, you want to beat this woman, but you want to do it in front of the kids. I don't condone it on no levels, but you're that selfish enough to do this kind of stuff to your wife, your ex, your girlfriend, your significant other, and then you do it in front of your kids. 
man, to me, Pastor Thicklin, I, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's a coward in my opinion. I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to disrespect nobody, and, and my job is not to call your show to be disrespectful, but that's a coward. First of all, it's a coward. Second of all, it's, it, 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 I, I cannot be an, being an educator <laughs> and also being in the field of counseling. That's a coward that needs some type of counseling. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, it is so good that the law has finally seen on that side of it. Because, you know, years ago, what we would say uh, is that if a child witnessed domestic violence, you know, uh, you know, if they if they witnessed domestic violence, that it was a felony. You know, it could be a felony there inside of the witnessing it. But most recently, meaning about seven years ago, I guess, they've changed it now. And it's not just witnessing, meaning they had to actually see it. But they now say witness are exposed to it, meaning that if they were even exposed to it and happening in the house, they didn't have to be in the room. But if they was exposed to this type of environment like that, they understand that that is also traumatic. And when a child sees that, it messes up their whole perception, how they uh-huh. see parents how they see love, how they see people supposed to be treated, it confuses them. It's traumatic because let's think about it. It is out of the norm to see that type of aggression going on. You know, and that brings me to another point. Is some of the things that we see played out. We unfortunately, you know, place things like social media, <clears throat> you know, Facebook, is a place people can post almost anything. And there's nothing more sadder to me when I continue to see these videos posted of young women fighting. And I've, and I've seen a few with men jumping on women, which I consider the most cowardly thing in the world. But to see the vicious nature and the aggressiveness of these fights is almost unbelievable because you see a sense of not even being connected to a person being a human being, and you see people beating the tar out of one another. <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned that because we become so uh, desensitized to that stuff. It's like it's on Facebook, like, and then people just it's on us for kicks and laughs. Yes. And after all the stuff, we can even tie that into all the stuff that I, uh, uh, um, our ancestors, so to speak, have done to make it possible for us to live the life that we're living now. We have this kind of stuff on social media, this kind of stuff that's setting us back a hundred years, and we laugh about it like it's just a joke. To me, it's not a joke. It's not funny. It's not a joke. It's serious. It's um, it's violence, which I'm not. I'm totally against violence, and it's unacceptable. And I think you said something so important that it sets us back a hundred years inside of these things. And the problem is, when we see this, what do we hear? We hear every derogatory term that known to man being spewed out. We hear the B word. We hear the N word. All of those things are being spewed out as the fights are going on. And you know what the sad part is? That it's not just what we see in John and Mary Q. Public or, or Jane and, you know, Susie Public out there. The problem is now we're seeing it happen, quote, unquote, it, on our televisions, in reality TV programs, reality TV shows where they're supposed to be the upper echelon of women, professional women, and what mm-hmm. do we see? We see this type of foolishness going on. And what does it say to us? 
it, it pretty much justified or solidified that we can act and behave in it, and it's acceptable. Young people think it's acceptable. You know, I, I remember seeing, and I'm going to leave you alone when I say this, I remember seeing Lil Wayne on, on stage um, a couple of years ago during, I, I think it was the MTV Music Awards, but this image in my head of Lil Wayne on stage, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of people are watching him. I mean, well, millions for that matter, because that, that's, that was the only thing going on that night. And he came out on stage with a T-shirt on and his boxers showing and his pants to the ground with his daughter on stage. This is the kind of stuff that we accept these days. We, we accept the B word, call them women bees, and, and, and the H word, or the W word, but the H word is the ghetto word. <laughs> Right, exactly. but I laugh and I, and I say this is just what we are accustomed to, and people are like, oh, he called me uh, the the uh, he didn't call me the the W H O R E, he called me the H O E. So that's cool. You like women, young women, like it's a difference. Yeah, and, and, and that's the same foolishness we see with the N word. You know, oh. They didn't use the one with the E R. They used the one with the you know, with the with the A and then with the A. I'm like, oh, Are you kidding me? Yes. Are you kidding me? Because the violence and what is conveyed through that is still the same. What is conveyed through that is still the same. And we have to be very well, that, knowledgeable with that. Well well that, the the same. See, see see well that kind of set the stage for that violence, you know? That's all that kind of stuff do is just set the stage for more violence. I mean, you've got to put that in check, man. The women got to check these dudes on, on, on how, they, how they talk to them. And, and, man, we need to check ourselves at the door and understand that we, we can't respond to a woman by calling her an H word or a W word or a B word. I mean, on some levels, well, we, we just got to grow up. And you got you got thirty five and forty year old men thinking this is acceptable. Imagine what the kids are doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Start, Indeed, we definitely go right ahead. I just want to say that starts you know from the beginning, and it starts you know in our household. You know, we have to teach our you know. I mean, there's no guarantee you know what I'm going to do or what, you know what they're going to be when they leave, but while they're in our household, it's important for us to teach our, you know, our daughters to respect themselves and demand respect, um, not, you know, from, I mean, from anybody, and woman or child, respect is respect. And once we kind of build them up from the, from, I'm, I'm saying from the crib, you know, just build them up, let them know that they're kings and queens and they deserve nothing but the best. Continue to instill in them, you know, that, you know, their children both have God. No reason that they need to, to deal with, you know, any kind of disrespect from anyone. And that's important that we instill that in the beginning. Amen. Well, I, I think you both raised some very valid points here. For those of you that are just tuning in, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I, I mean, host J.R. Thickland, I'm so very glad to 
join us here every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, where we are definitely discussing the issues of not only domestic violence, but abuse, abandonment, rejection, loss of any sort. And, uh, and our whole platform is to educate and empower and to begin that journey of uh, hope and healing, and that journey to wholeness, because we believe that in order for you to ever get it right, I mean, you have to be made whole again so that you don't end up being bitter or living a life of bitterness. And the fact that you don't continue to find yourself in repeat situations, so that's so very important tonight. Uh, those of you that are listening and like to call in, area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. And uh, if you like to have a question or a comment, just hit the number one on your keypad after you dial in, and that lets us know that you want to come on the air. We'll get you on the air. Uh, I'm going to take another commercial break here, and I'll be back afterwards and get ready for the final stretch of the show. You listen to Open Hill and the Journey to Wholeness. I'll see you on the other side the break. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. 323-784-9638. This is Thor. Three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show. with us on the Soul of America Radio Network, and so very glad to have with us a young lady who's never, ever on the mic, always behind the scene, our senior executive administrator, none other than Indy Harlem II, 
Indy, you don't know how much I appreciate you being on the air. And I know this is a lot for you to be on the air with us because, you know, you don't you don't look for the light. You don't look for the spotlight. You're always looking to operate behind the scene and always working things behind the boards and on the pages. And I'm just so glad to have you on. I'm glad to be here. It is it is um, definitely a change, but I'm glad to be here. Thank you. You know, and, and uh, for those that may be uh, uh, listening just now, just tuning in, I want you to know, you if you didn't hear it, that literally, Andy Harlem, too, is really the brainchild behind the Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. She is the brainchild. Uh, she looked at social media, and she realized that it needed to be an oasis there uh, to be able to, an oasis of hope. An oasis of, of inspiration, an oasis of sharing, an oasis to be able to empower in a different way. And, uh, and uh, over a year ago now, a year ago, that when she came to me and we had this discussion, listen, the vision was already in her mind. She knew this. And I'm telling you, I'm just so proud of her, and I'm proud of all our Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship members there. Indy, I just want you to know I am proud of you 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 know we go back many years now and i'm proud of you uh you put your whatever you put your hand to it um it just seemingly turned green and turned gold green that it grows gold that it just simply have such a tremendous impact and i and i just want to publicly say how thankful i am for you and for your dedication and and for everything that you do and one thing i can appreciate about you is this is that the fact that um you're very humble about it. You don't really try to make a name about it, and uh, you really never try to do any of that. You simply continue, uh, you know, continue to try to empower, to help, and and you do so many things in the background. But uh, I just want I want them to know that you've been the wind beneath my wings behind this stuff, and so that's what I want to say. And I I wish I had a control button now with some applause because I would say take a bow. <laughs> That's what I would say. Thank you so very much for all that you do, Indy. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I wish I could take the credit, but thank you. It's it's nice to be appreciated. Well, here we go, people. As we're on, we're in the final stretch of the program today. Uh, definitely, if you'd like to get in, area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us here today. That's how you reach us. Hit the number one on the keypad, and we'll get you in right away. Now, listen, as we're coming down the final stretch, you know, we, we talked about here, uh, you know, the impact of children being exposed to witnessing domestic violence and the things we might You know, it is, it is also to consider that it's a mindset. It's a belief system as well. There, those that believe that women are subservient to men, that women are not, you know, uh, in the same respect that women are meant to be uh, basically uh, what is it seen, not heard, uh, and they limit the role of women, and therefore they treat women in a way that is not uh, that is not proper. They treat women in a way that is uh, very detrimental, and as a result of that type of treatment, uh, they oftentimes feel justified in doing so. So when they feel justified in doing so. What generally happens as a result of that is the fact 
of these individuals live in a way that is uh, very detriment and that it brings a lot of pain, a lot of suffering that comes as a result of that. And that's what we have to do. We have to go beyond that. We must be willing to take that next step. We must be willing to not only take the next step, but we must be willing to voice uh, our our concern and continue to empower. Once again, we give out numbers like the 1-800-799-3. That's the national uh, domestic violence hotline number. But also, when we start talking about resources, uh, one of the things that we're looking so forward to doing is working with different entities inside of basically uh, – being able to make that connection for for oftentimes victims. Victims would leave many times if they had the resources to to go to. Uh, and um, we'll be looking for this to happen. We'll be looking for uh, uh, to make connection with businesses, to make connection with other entities that will give victims the opportunity, a chance to make a difference, a chance to uh, start over again, a chance to be able to earn a living and not be dependent on the perpetrator. So it is a it is an effort. It's an effort that requires all of us if we're going to be effective in eliminating this issue of domestic violence. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. Uh, uh, just hit the number one on your keypad. If you'd like to come on to the show tonight, we'd love to have you uh, join us on tonight. Uh, that's how you get in. Uh, in the meantime, I want to just get ready to um, – close out here by addressing something. And I want to address this here because of the fact um, oftentimes when we see and we talk about domestic violence, we think of the, you know, the husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. We think of uh, those type of relationships. And we overlook the fact that when we see father, daughter, father, son, and we have those type of things that are occurring all the time. Most recently here, uh, and I continue to say here, meaning South Florida area, most recently we had a case where the father stabbed to death his own son. Stabbed to death in the midst of what was supposed to be an, a discussion, a discussion that dealt with um, past hurts that the uh, father had caused. This end up being beyond belief that the father then would stab and kill the son, the son who had come to a place, if you would, but he was really trying to forgive his dad for having stabbed the mother several years ago. And could you imagine coming to the table, the table of reason, only to find it escalate to the point that he took the life of his own son. These are crucial issues. These are crucial things that happen in our society. These are things that reach us into generations of people's hurt and pain, generations of things that causes people uh, to question themselves and their own purpose and their own authenticity. These are things that we have to realize that um, – when they happen, they affect not just uh, the immediate, they affect everyone. And when they affect everyone involved, I'm talking about families, I'm talking about friends, I'm talking about generations that are not even born yet. And, um, you know, and these are the things that, that concerns me. The fact, these types of are observed, uh, they're observed, and they oftentimes are repeated. And then not only are they reserved and repeated, 
They are observed, repeated, and oftentimes they go unchecked. And so we continue to perpetuate uh, uh, generations of abusive um, individuals as well as uh, we continue to perpetuate that, but we also continue to uh, give, if you would, a green light to this issue of violence and abuse. And, uh, and that's the thing that I want to say today is the reason why we all have responsibility inside of it, because the fact our silence only perpetuates the violence. Someone has to stand up. Someone has to uh, not look at themselves and say, well, I'm, I'm unable to do this. I'm only one person. Well, guess what? Your voice can have a resounding impact on so many, and your ability and your willingness to work, your ability and your willingness to stand, your ability uh, and your willingness uh, to make a difference is priceless. Speak it up. Having information, share with individuals. All of these things are crucial. They are crucial if we're going to see things happen, if we're going to see this turn around. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight in our last few minutes here on the show, and we're going to get ready uh, to get out of here. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. And uh, we're so glad tonight to have had um, uh, uh, Mike Steele to call in tonight. Always glad to have Mike. And as always, I'm always glad to have you as our special guest. And, of course, Andy Harlem 2, you rock. You made the show tonight, and I'm so glad that you were able to stand in for us and um, uh, definitely bring to us uh, that that softer side, and not only the softer side, but also that side that is so very passionate and concerned about making a difference in the lives of, of those that have been impacted in so many ways by different social ills. So as we get ready to leave here tonight, I just simply want to say to you all, get ready for next Monday. Next Monday night will be a very special night. We'll have a very special show. We'll begin to advertise it uh, probably around about Thursday of this week uh, going forth. And um, you want to make sure you gather around. We're looking to have some very special guests on on next uh, Monday night. And um, until that time, I want you to know that you can be a difference maker. Talk to a victim of domestic violence. Uh, Make a difference. What is it you can do? We're in the business of also helping to establish domestic violence ministry, um, and that's what we want to do. We want to help establish those type ministries, and uh, we need you to help us establish those type ministries because you know what? Real love should not hurt, and uh, we should do all that we need to do to make a difference. So until next time, this is our Thickland along with Andy Harlem, too. And we're saying thank you for having joined us tonight. And until next time, we're just going to simply say to you, continue to make a difference and continue to spread the message that domestic violence, it is your business. Take care. Truth is
emotions are filled I'm trying to pray But where are you? I'm all church Hurt and abused I can't say what's left to do Come on. Truth is I'm weak No strength to fight No tears to cry Even if I try But still my soul refuses to
Oh, you can't hear it unless you're in, I guess. What happened? Hello? Hello? What happened? I don't know. It just stopped. He just stopped talking. Maybe I'm going to click this again. Healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio LLC. This is the one and only Soul. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. This is the one and only Soar. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, 
hope and healing a journey to wholeness continues with your host J.R. Dicklin listening on the internet, you're probably looking at a series of advertisements all over your screen. Please click one of them because when you click one of those advertisements, you're helping us to bring you the best in soulful talk radio right here on SOAR. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. The following is an actual 911 call made by a child witnessing parental domestic violence. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin.
You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. This is Thor. Two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show. Okay. 